Hi, welcome to NDE TV. I'm Peggy Robinson. Today's guest is Hilla, and she is going to tell us about her near-death experience, and she is in Israel, so it's really exciting to be able to communicate like this across the globe. Hi, Hilla. Hi, Peggy. Hello to everyone. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's a huge honor for me to share my experience here from Israel, and uh, this is very new here in the term near-death experience, so we're just starting to raise the awareness here, so thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. We've been trying to get together for months now. Yes, yes. Thank so God. If you would just like we're to here. tell your story and just take the floor and just go as long as you would like. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, um, my story starts with that um, my health issue. I had a simple surgery and they left a, um, a vessel open, a blood vessel open. So I bled internally uh, for three weeks. And after, after three weeks, I collapsed and they rushed me to the hospital. While I was there, um, they confused bet between my uh, blood exam sample and other women. So they didn't know that I'm dying that I, that, and that I lost almost all the, all the blood in my body. My hemoglobin was three when I came to the hospital. After 24 hours that I was literally dying, I am... Um, it was much more uh, um, than uh, three, uh, less than three, I'm sorry. And in those moments, I knew that nobody knows what happens to me. They didn't know what's going on and why I'm like that. And I felt that I'm dying, but I didn't believe that I'm going to die, you know? So- So it was I, internal bleeding? Yes. Okay, that's yes. what I died of at 25. Oh, really? Wow. So we need to talk about it, Peggy. <laughs> and um, after these 24 hours, came a doctor to my room. And when he came, I just knew that this is my angel. Now my angel came. And I couldn't speak because I, I had no power. I was just like quietly saying, please, God, help me, help me. And when he came, I knew that everything is going to be right from this moment. And he didn't even look at a protocol. He just looked at my face. I have brown skin and I was all white because there is no blood in my body. And he understood immediately that I'm dying. And from this moment, they're uh, taking me uh, to, to have... Um, examination, uh, CT examination, but my body couldn't be there. I was like, my body was dancing inside of this machine. So they took me out and I was already like going out from this world. And they were like, she's going to die. She's going to die. And I fainted, but in this time, because I fainted every 20 minutes when I came to the hospital, all these 24 hours. But in this time, when I fainted, something else happened. I was aware. 
I was still in consciousness and I was aware. I, I heard all, all the things that they're saying that I'm going to die. And, and they invited blood samples uh, for me. And I didn't believe that I was screaming inside of me that I want to live. I want to live. I want to live. I want to live. I never felt this huge willing for life, you know, and I couldn't believe that this is the end of my journey. And I'm, I'm just 30 years old and I didn't get married and had children. So that's the journey of my life. And I asked that I am supposed to go. I did what I had to do. And when I asked that, I, I got an answer, but it wasn't like outside answer. It was an answer that was like earthquake inside of all my being. And the answer was a big, big, big no. So if I was panicked before now, I, I became horrified. And I was like, I don't want to die. I want to, I want to live. I want to live. I screamed, but inside my heart. And I just couldn't believe that this is the end of my life. And I opened my eyes um, while I was like a few steps before the surgery room. And I saw Dr. Bruchim, this angel, and he said, you're dying and we will do everything to save you. And if you will succeed, we will take organs because we don't know where is the bleeding, you know, the source of the bleeding. And I was like, everything for me was okay because this time when I opened my eyes and I looked at him, he was like, there was, he was like in something very mystical, you know, like, but yellow and white. And I had peace and confidence that everything is going to be fine. I was peaceful and I didn't know if I'm going to be alive or or i'm going to die but i i just had i just knew that everything is going to be all right and i told him just call my mama I, it was hard for me to talk so i was trying to call mama mama and he was there is no time and i'm like no mama and he said bring immediately the mama and my mom came and we kissed and separated each other and I told him mama everything is going to be okay everything is going to be okay mama and she said yes everything is going to be okay but I heard I heard her I knew that she's like trying to convince herself you know yeah. and we just they separated us, us and they took me um, to the surgery room and while they took me I said a chapter from Psalms and I knew this chapter but I didn't know all the words but that time I knew all the words but I didn't feel that I'm saying those words I felt that those words are spoken through me and it was amazing because I was for me talking skills was like a part of me because I used to go to the court and represent companies or people uh, as a lawyer. And suddenly I'm not the words, I'm just the pure meaning. 
of those words. And I never felt how easy it to be just a pure meaning of words. You know, in the courts, I don't need to say it, but it's not that all the things that you said there is, is right, is the truth or correct. You're defend somebody else. And it was so pure that even today, I'm still struggling with the words because I feel that those words are like codes. The letters are like, like codes and there is so much more. And that's why we need to respect the way that we talk because the, we, we creating our, our reality also through those codes. And how long ago that, was this? What? How long ago was this? Uh, when I said the, the chapter? Um, like, was it like two years ago, three years ago? Oh, my experience. Is uh -huh. uh, it was seven and a half years ago. Okay. Yes. Still fresh. Yes. Actually, as long as the time goes by, it's became much more clear. And Isn't that funny how that works? And vivid, yeah. It's not like memories that in our mind, it's it's something else. It's like, it's living. It's like Even wine, it improves with age. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And okay, so, and then I said Shema Israel, which is, I don't know how to say it in English, so I wrote it down. Um, sorry, one moment. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I probably got you off track. Oh, no, no, it's okay to go. Okay, I, I, will, I will say it in Hebrew. I said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. It means that, oh, dear Lord, dear Lord, Lord is the one. It's about the oneness. And when we are saying that in Hebrew, we are doing like that. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And when I did that, and I opened my eyes after that, something else happened because I saw my grand-grandmother. I really saw her. She was inside a flame, a huge flame uh, in front of me. And like that, like floating in this flame. And the funny thing that all of my life, I thought that she doesn't love me because she was very religious and I didn't. And I was also dancing for uh, 14 years. Um, and, you know, as dancers, uh, you don't wear uh, skirts and uh, long things. So she was always telling me, you don't doing things right. You need to be like that and that. And I was very afraid of her and not getting to in touch with her. So always I thought that she doesn't like me or love me because how I am. And when I, while I, I was there, she loved me so much, like everything that I thought it was just imagination, you know? Huh. And I felt this love from her, like it's like vibes of her love energy. And it made me feel so good that she's here and my two cousins and three of them are not in life, are not alive. And I thought those two cousins, Miriam uh, and Naomi, um, that were next to me, I felt their, uh, their being, but I didn't saw them uh, like I saw my grand-grandmother. 
And I said, thank you that you are here with me. I'm so happy. And if I'm going to stay alive, I want to be a mother. If it's not going to be, I don't want to come back. It's like I was doing, I was making a deal with my grandmother that I don't want to come back to this body if they're going to take, um, to take out uh, my uh, embryo. Embryo, womb, I'm sorry, oh, womb. You're okay. Yeah, and, and nothing of that happened. I was, I'm all, every, nothing okay. got outside, thank God. Okay. So, yes, and she said everything would be all right. And suddenly the doctor came and he put his hand on my head and he said, we will do everything to save you. It's like he heard what I'm saying, what I feel. And why he did it, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit cold. Um, while he did that, I felt his hand inside my head, Peggy. I felt the energy, all the kind things, all the life that he saved, all the good things that he did, all the grace that he did with those hands. In, I felt that inside my head it felt like all his particles in his hand holds the memory of the grace and when i felt that in my head it was like overwhelming i i wasn't expecting to that and uh, but it wasn't overwhelming in a in a way that this is oh what's happening to me this is weird no it was overwhelming from the, the way that it was so natural and good, you know? But the weird thing that I felt is, I thought to myself, mm, how is it possible that his face are very close to my face? Like if I'm doing like this, just a little bit, I'm touching his nose because the bed is here and he's here. In this time level, I didn't understand that I am still feeling my body, but I'm a little bit outside of my body. Uh -huh, like you're I'm elevated, here. aren't you? Yes. Your soul is elevated. Yes. And it's like I had another body up to my body. And when he said it to me and, and I felt all of this, I just, I could stay there forever, forever in this, in this place. And after that, I saw around me and I had only one word. It was chaos, you know, because chaos, chaos, like a mess, big mess. Oh, chaos. Me. Chaos, yeah. Okay. Because all of the medical uh, stuff, they, they were uh, like running. And it's not like the first surgery uh, that I did it private. I went to the surgery room very relaxed and you know everything was calm and here it's about saving life so it was I, I saw their pressure and I felt everything is going to be all right but there's a mess nobody knows if I'm going to be alive and suddenly I started to feel tinglings through from my toes and it went up to my head and with currents and those currents were like love currents. I, my example for that, for those 
feeling for those currents is if you check all the love that mothers have to their children, all the mother, mothers that had in the past, all the mothers that are now, and all the mother, mothers that will be in the future, and you take this love and you make from this essence and you inject it to your body, it's not even close to what I felt. Wow. And all of this just went up to my head. And when it went up to my head, I couldn't feel anything from down. And I felt every particle in my head and it was all living together. And I felt that, that the only universe, it's not there. It's here. I feel everything, the sky and the ground and the trees and babies and laughing. And there is so much life in this earth. And I felt everything together. And it was, wow, I just have no words to explain this and that it's, it's inside of me and all this world inside of me. And I... I didn't care even to stay in, in this place, I think, forever. It felt so homey, so natural, you know. Um, but the next, next thing that happened is that I felt like irritating nose, nose around me. And the movement, it was like smeared, you know. And I didn't understand that, why it looks like that. And to do, today I know that this is like... The, when you skip from dimension to dimension, like jump, like there is, it, it felt like there is a DJ that's like uh, playing with the sound and suddenly the sounds became like robotical sounds and it was so irritating to my nose that it was hurt, hurting to me. And I just, instead of me, I just asked that it will stop. I can't contain that. And when I asked that, I launched out of my body and I'm saying launch and not got out of my body because I feel that in the sentence um, of getting, getting out of my body, there is a part of control of, of, of me, but there, I, was, I, was, I had no control and I launched from my body, but I launched from the root or the source of every particle that I have had in my body. And it was with a swing, like somebody is pushing me and tack, I'm outside the body. I'm floating near the ceiling, next to the ceiling and I'm looking at the medical staff and the first thing that I feel is, I'm home. I'm home. All the questions that I had all my life, I had questions about what are we doing here? And if there is God, and if God is, exists, so why there is evil and people suffering in this world? And if God is good, why? people kill each other? Why, why all the things that happened and why we are living here and then we're dying? So what's the meaning? What's the purpose of living here? And I always felt that there is, 
much bigger meaning than I from than what I know. And I wanted to know that. And suddenly I got all those answers at once, but not in words, just as a meaning, like a ball of a meaning. And it was like a rain that drops all these insights. And I looked around me and I saw my body, but I didn't care. I wasn't focusing at my, at my body because it felt like I am, uh, I have gratitude to this body. You, like you are like a coach and I'm here. And this is what I felt when I saw my body, like I am alive, I'm here and I have no pain at all. And because I suffered, uh, from pain before and then I just wanted to tell them that I am okay to the doctors and especially to Dr. Bruch and the angel but he didn't hear me and I heard his thoughts and feelings and he was angry about the hospital that it took them 24 hours to understand that I'm bleeding and I could die uh, he was angry about the first doctor that made my surgery that wasn't in this hospital at all because I went to him in private and he was angry because he, that's how I know that he taught him to be a doctor. He learned from him. Oh. So he was angry about him. I didn't know that they know each other but before, but when I was there, I just knew. And when he thought about him, immediately i um what's the word of that hatched or launched to a cabin in the north and i saw the doctor who had the first surgery to me with his wife in a cabin and i saw him looking at his phone and look at my uh, phone calls and the hospital phone calls and not wow. answering <laughs> and just putting it uh, upside like this, you know. And I didn't know that when you do because I always have had iPhone. I didn't know that if you do it like this, this is like when you ignore um, calls when oh. you turn it on or off. So I, I, but then I just knew that he's not answering and they continue calling him and I saw all the all those calls on his phone and but I wasn't angry or something like that I know that this is so like it's so right you know he that he's there and what's happening to me I was such freak of control that I thought everything is me 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 and I'm doing everything so God gave me like this 24 hours to just to let go this control to understand that there is nothing under my control and when I just release look what happened so this is what it was my lesson and it's not about the doctors or anything and then I launched back to the hospital and I launched to my mom and I saw her sitting on a bench and trying to to pray and she she can't pray because her thoughts interfere her pray uh, her prayer and she's saying I, I don't believe my daughter she's not going to die she is not going to die she couldn't believe and she was like doing this and holding the the the, the 
the chair and she just, she was in trauma, she was in shock. And I'm there, I'm looking at her and I'm trying to tell her, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, mama, don't worry, I, I feel good. But she, she doesn't hear me. So I went, I launched back to uh, the surgery room and I, and I enjoyed feeling this oneness. I felt this breathing. There is one breathing that everything moves with this breathing. Even, even the machines in the hospital, the hospital, the people, the sky, uh, the trees, the ground, everybody, we all like moving with, the, with that breath. And this breathing is how I'm interpreting, interpreting that. It's the, the God breath. And because I felt that I'm, that I'm a thought. I, it's not that I thought, I felt that I'm a thought, a thought of love. I felt like one particle, if you take a balloon and you take off uh, air and you are saying, I'm one particle and this particle that get inside the balloon and then I'm getting it, the air inside of me. So the particle can say, I feel somebody is breathing me. I feel that. So this is how I felt. And I felt so much peaceful and love that I never felt before, never, never, never. I felt important, but not important like people are trying to be today celebs, to, to, to be known. No, I felt important just for, for my being, you know, without doing anything, just for my existence. I'm so important and not only me, everybody, everything. And it was huge for me because I never focused on loving myself. I focused on helping other people, but not on me. And I was one with all of that love and everything loved me, but there was nothing separate from me. Even the particles loved me, but they were part of me. And I knew that I'm going to another world. I knew that there is going to be a journey now. I didn't know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I saw my grand, grand grandmother and my two cousins and it felt like there is the train is coming and we are going to the train and I felt confident. And the last thing that I remember that we are going up through the uh, hospital, you know, uh, together, like like a four uh, fire or light poles, you know, that just getting up to the sky. And then the next thing that I remember is that I am in a space that has no beginning and no, there is no end for this uh, space. It was darkness, but not 
not kind of darkness that I ever seen in my life. Like if you take off all the, the light in the world, it still won't be close to this darkness. It was so thick. It was like, I mean, it's ocean of darkness that that this darkness I can move it with my hand it was like cement you know and I was there if you ask me if it was 20 years or 20 billion years it's the same it was eternal and it was it was much more than all my life here even until now this experience there and while I was there, I looked, I saw, I was, I, it's like, I knew what's going on in the hospital, in the surgery room. And I heard talking about me from another world, like fighting if she's going to be alive or not. And this in this darkness world, I felt this huge, huge, huge gap between my real identity like who i am right now and between my false identity the lawyer the everything that the mask that i put on myself the life before and this gap was so huge that i was like here i am this is who i am and i want to fix i want to go down and i want to fix and i want to be me i want to be hila and i really felt shame I felt shame because I felt the skills that God gave me and the potential of my soul because every soul has a potential and the potential of my soul instead of doing co combinations combined between people societies whatever just to combine to unite instead of that that i was fighting in the darkness and the result of that is is separation so this potential of my soul that wasn't feel i wasn't feeling it right in this world in this life my journey of life it was it wasn't easy to to feel, but I, I think that this is also a learning process that I had to do um, to, to, so, to, to feel what's the skills that I got. You know, you can get, have a skill like that. I can take this pen and I can make from this pen a beautiful song that people will sing and feel in their heart and sing together and be and unite together but somebody can take this pen and he can do for god's sake i'm not uh, giving <laughs> no advices but you can kill even from with a pen you can fight with a pen you can do things so what do you do with what you get what did i do so this shame was the process of expanding my tool of my soul to understand why um, what I'm, I'm supposed to do and what's the gap. And when I felt that, I saw that they are inviting more blood samples because my condition became, I was like, it's a minute and, I, and I'm dying. And I heard in the um, house of judgment that talking about me, 
I didn't hear exactly the words, but I heard a meaning. I heard a meaning. Why she's if she will be alive or not? And I was like, please, please take me there. Tell, take me there. I want to tell them that I want to fix. I want to change. Take me there, please. So I didn't know if I will stay there forever. And but I didn't panic because I will tell you something. I felt I am like a, a baby in a womb, you know, that even that I'm in this darkness, you know, the baby that he's inside, he doesn't know. There is a story. Of, I'm sorry. I, I will just want to say something. There is a story of two babies. I'm sure everybody knows that they have a conversation in, instead of their uh, and the stomach of the mom and uh, instead, of, instead of the womb. And one of the babies says, Look, when we will go outside, we will die. There is nothing outside. And the other baby says, I'm not sure because somebody is feeding us and we are not dying. I think that we will start to live when we will go outside and I think we will have a mom. And he's, no, we have nothing. We're alone. We will die. So that's how I felt. I felt that there is something that's like this, you know? And even that I, it wasn't easy experience for the soul, uh, getting the awareness for, of the gap. Uh, but still I felt this love. So I started to scream and yell, please take me there. Take me there to the house of mercy, to the heart. And while I, as, as much as I wanted that more and more, I saw like a golden spot that was so far from me, like I'm seeing, uh, like I'm looking at the sky and I see a star and this golden uh, spot went to me and I came to her as long, as much as I wanted much more to get up to the uh, house uh, of mercy. Um, I will explain soon why I'm calling this the house of mercy and not the house of judgment. Uh, I emerged with that golden spot, but it wasn't a golden spot. It was a world, a world itself, just a world itself. So the next thing that I remember is that I am in the house of mercy, the house of judgment. There is thousands, thousands of souls behind me. And they're like giving me waves, like that those waves are like, we can understand her, you know? Like everybody understand me. Nobody is judging me. And it was so good. And I was standing and I didn't have a body, but it was, consciousness standing it standing i knew that it's that it's about my destiny right now it's so important what's going on going on right now and i was i wasn't taking it like it's small thing it was huge for me and in front of me there were were three rabbis and one of them said what are you doing here you're not supposed to be here and when he said that, it's not what he said. He said with that a lot of other things. And I heard that he's saying, 
you are not supposed to live other people's lives. Like I took on me all the pro other people's problems and I wasn't living my life. And I knew what he, he means. Like he, he meant to go to this earthly world and be Hila, live your destiny. And if before I, was, I want to go there, to the house of judgment to tell them, let me fix, please. While I was there, there was no chance of going to this world, going back. No chance, there is no option. I just want to be home. I suffered enough with uh, this uh, character named Hila. I don't want that, take me home. So he's talking to me and I am, no, no, I, I want up, I want home. So the other rabbi showed me my life, life review. And um, I saw it not from the minute that I got to this world. I saw it from the, from the time that my mom was pregnant with me. And it's important because when I saw that, I knew a lot of things that I didn't know before, okay? Uh, private things about my family, about, about my parents that I can't say. Uh, but I talked with my parents and only after a few years that I, they understood that I really need to know the truth, they, they told me. But, but I just needed to, to have a validation that what I saw is right. And because if it's wrong, so what is right, you know? Um, and then I had, I saw all of my life, but I didn't saw what I, like if you were asking me before my NDE, look, when you will die, everybody is going through a life review. What do you think will be your life review? I would say uh, when I'm in the court, I succeed. When I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I have shows and dancing or singing and stuff like that. And none of that was there, okay? And what was there is, first of all, one of the things is when I judged other people, okay? And so I felt what I judged them or what, when I hurt other people. And a year before I, uh, I canceled my wedding, a month before my wedding, like everything was done, the dress, the people, the, the place, the food, everything. And a month before I canceled everything. And I felt what I heard that guy, I was him. And actually after I came home from the hospital, the first thing that I did is calling him and tell him, come and let's make peace between us because if I thought that you are not angry about me and that everything is behind, I know that it's, this is not. Let's talk. And, and, and it was true, he, he didn't continue. And so I felt what I hurt him. And so the meaning of that, it was like getting me to know what I did to, to, to feel what I did to other people. And I felt what I hurt myself by judging myself and not uh, 
not giving the attention to my body, to my soul, and always try to give to other people and not to myself. The other thing was um, the connection with God. I have been shown, uh, I, I, the, the only the, uh, the I'm sorry, English, too much English for me. <laughs> okay, only the life review, it's like a talk itself, okay? I can talk, there is a lot. But I will take only one thing from the life review and I will talk about it, okay? I've been shown that while I was a child, I was uh, five years old, I had a lot of questions since I was a child, since I was already talking. My mom always says, you were asking too much questions and huge questions that I had no answer and she was always needed to think about it so she said okay let me think tomorrow I will tell you and I'm saying to my mom until today mom I'm waiting for this tomorrow you know what happened to me because of this tomorrow <laughs> so I asked her a lot of things and she said tomorrow and I was I wasn't calm uh, there was an issue in the family and as a child I was sitting uh, on my uh, window and think and talking to God. And I was thinking if there is God for real or like my parents just telling me what they believe, but it's not, it's false. And I'm talking to somebody who doesn't exist. So I'm sitting there uh, on the wing, on my window in my, next to my bed and I'm talking to God and I'm telling him, they're all messing with me. Maybe you are not exist. And I will find out when I will be older that I was talking to somebody that isn't exist. If you exist and I'm talking to you, I need you to prove me. Let's make a deal. Well, I, now I understand that from there, then I'm like having deals. Um, so I had a deal with God and I said, I thought, what can I ask God that will be like, something that never happens, that will happen, that I will say, okay, you exist. But let's think that I was only five years old. So I said, okay, if you exist, I want tomorrow morning in the, uh, in my uh, clothes, closet, I want to have, um, oh my God, what's the word of that? Lollipop right? Mm -hmm. Lollipop. And next to my uh, socks. And why I said lollipops? Because we were a house of chocolates. We love chocolates and there were a lot of chocolates. There were never says, my mom never said, eat just two, three, like you could eat whatever you want. And that's the reason that we didn't eat a lot because it was there all the time. So, but we didn't like lollipops, and we had lollipops only we had when we make birthday parties and things like that. So, the option that we will have in our house that nobody eats that, and especially in next to my socks, like in the morning when I'm talking God in the night, like what's the odds? But you know, I was a child, so that's what what I thought, and. I woke up in the morning. I didn't uh, remember what I asked because I'm not a morning person until today. And I opened the drawer and I suddenly I saw this lollipop, this candy. So I ran to my mom 
And I was like, mama, 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 look, God put this lollipop into my drawer. And she was like, no, it's not God, this is me. And I'm like, I was like, why? Why you did that? You know, I don't like it. You, you never bite. And why today? And she said, I don't know. I just wanted to surprise you. I, I have no idea. <laughs> so it makes me think as a child, okay, this is my mom. But my mom doesn't even know why she did that. Or this is you that you sent my mom. I still don't have the, the current answer. I need another answer. I need another proof that <laughs> this is what happened to me. Yeah. But when I saw this on my, in my life review, Peggy, it was amazing because this time I had the chance to see the other side of the veil. I felt the... Uh, what's the word? The listening of God to me. And it's like, I will give an example. It's like I am, we are to, I'm talking to a mirror. Okay, imagine yourself, you're talking to a mirror, a mirror all your life. And then after 50 years, you're going behind the mirror and you see there, your father, and he's saying, all this time I was here, I was talking to you, I was listening to you. Every time you ask for help, I try to hug you to let you feel my love. I am here all the time, I'm here with you. Didn't you feel that? And that's how I felt. I felt his listening, his love, while I felt alone because here in this world we feel separation we don't feel that god is here but he's not there he's here he's inside of us this is the soul that we have it's a part of him so i felt that and it was huge because in that in this part of life review he told me you see hila i was with you all the time you were never alone and I felt a lot alone. I felt that everything is on my shoulders. And this is why I went to go to law school. And, 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 I, and I felt that I'm, I became freak of control. And suddenly, I had a chance to take it off without this mask that I had and see this listening and intervention of God in my life. I... The fourth, thing, the fourth thing is to see that I felt in this life review is to see how my thoughts and my actions influence other people. They showed me uh, when I, I smiled in the street to some old uh, men. And, and why they showed me that? Because in that in that time that I walked, I was very sad. So I didn't felt like smiling to people. But I, I really love until today, I, I have so much respect for them and I love older people uh, as my grandpa. And I feel that they have so much wisdom. And since I was a child, I love to sit with them and talk with them much more than my friends in the class. And so when I walked, and I smiled to him, I 
had the chance through my life review to feel how it influenced his day and how it's possible if we would know how much our talk, our thoughts, our even smiling to a person, how it can heal, it can heal him even if we don't feel this love right now, but we are always influenced, always. If I will sit all year in my house and I will think good thoughts, I will, I'm, I'm still influenced. We are always taking out of us things because this is how we are. We are. It's like we have always waves. So if my consciousness identify with uh, material, so this is what I contribute to this oneness. Um, but if I'm identified with love, with being good to each other, with good things, and I'm praying for the good things, and that, that good things will reveal in this world and will win. So this is my contribute to this world. And I didn't know that, you know? I thought that if I'm alone, I'm not hurting anybody. No, it's not right. We're always influenced, uh, have influence on other people. So I had a lot of uh, learning uh, and is learning process and insights through the uh, the life review, and it was huge for me. I can I think only about the life review. I, I need to to make an order with that and like it's with, with order and talk about this only only about this with in a lectures because there is so much insight that we can learn from that. Actually, the souls that were behind me, it wasn't only souls that I know, and it was souls that are still alive because the biggest soul of their soul are still there. And they're there to, they give like, like when you have a cross examination in the court, but it's not the same, just their existence there because everything is revealed, is, is open. There is no concealment. So only by, by being there, it's their testimony. Uh, part of them were people that I'm just stopped with my car and just let them to cross the road. People that I don't know, souls that, that I don't even know. So even that, this is grace and mercy because if you connect to, the, to this place, you make it much more mercy, but you are make the person the option to go and you stop. Even those the things that we can think that are small, it's not small. So I will stop with that in the life review. And the next thing that happened that I'm, I'm saying, no, I don't want to, even after the life review, no, I'm not going to coming back I want to go home and then the rabbi that was in the middle because it was the first rabbi that here the first rabbi the second and then the, the the rabbi in the middle he said okay let me show you something else if you don't want to come back so he showed showed me my uh, uh, my funeral um with my family and my mom and I I saw that I I felt uh, I felt blame 
for years because how can I explain to my family that even after that, I didn't want to come back. But I know today that there is a lot of people like me and I know I knew that there will be okay. Everything will be okay with my mom and everybody. And after that, he showed me also the, the family that I'm supposed to reconnect to that family. And he said, you will be in this middle world for a period of time and then you will be the soul that that uh, this woman will birth you will have two and i saw my two brother brothers brother and sister and i saw the parents and i didn't want to do it too because he said you will have to uh experience everything you experienced here in the, with Hila, you will experience everything from the beginning. And I was like, no way. It's like getting my consciousness to level zero. And I've been through so much. I'm not ready for that too. So it was no, 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 no. So they showed you your future if you would have died and had your funeral and, be, and been reincarnated? Yeah, they, they showed me the future. He showed me the future, but, but only about, yes, reincarnated. But when I said no, the other rabbi, the first rabbi that talked with me, he looked at me and he said, she's on me. Like she, he, he took me under, I, I, I can't explain that. It's like how much huge this is connection because when he said that everything that I do it's also on him if it's good or bad you know he took me on him and then he opened me and he showed showed me the future not my funeral showed me the future about my destiny and what I'm supposed to do and he gave me a specific message that I need what I need to do and when I saw that he asked me do you agree? Agree means to come back. Like, now do you agree to come back? And when he said that, I said yes. And it wasn't that I chose to come back. I agreed. I am saying that because this is very important. We need to change from, because we didn't uh, chose to get into this life when we get uh, birth to this world we feel that we just got to this family got to this body got to this name we didn't choose everything but we need to choose everyday life so i had to choose after my experience life and still every day i'm trying to choose actually because i i still miss home did you return right then no after he showed me that, I, I, uh, I had three promises that I said. The first thing, it's, and it's not that they told me you need to promise that and that. Like everybody knows that. And I'm just agreeing because I agreed. So now I'm agreeing, agree also for, for these promises. So I promised first thing, I will, I will come back. It means in Hebrew, uh, come back to my real identity. Um, the second thing is use the skill 
for pure things for combined to unite and not to separation because when you go to the court most of like even if you're a compromise still it doesn't mean that in the heart there is peace the fact that you are coming to the court somebody else defending you you're not talking from your heart it's it's separation and real justice it's not in this world real justice is justice that combine that unite all the opinions and not taking on one the real justice is making one take this and this and this is opposite and you make it one but i hope we will find it in this in this life uh, in the courtroom too so the third thing is that I will say, I will talk, I will tell my uh, experience. I will talk about it. I will, I, will, I will tell it to people. And after that, that I promised he, his hand was like that and he changed his hand. And when he changed it, it became from like just judgment to mercy. And I knew from that that everything is going to change in my consciousness and perceptions from judgment to mercy because I was so judgmental and not that since my NDE, there is no judgmental that I, like everything I'm pure. No, you need to integrate. Don't think that somebody who had NDE is like an angel. We need to integrate. We need to understand, we need to process what we've been through. And if you don't do that, maybe you can be a good person, altruist person, but we need to integrate integrate everything we, we've been through, you know that. Yeah. So I um, after that, the, the screen, it came to to the ground and I went into that and suddenly I was in a world that it's all light, white, but not white, different white. It's like white with feelings, okay? And while I was there, the funny thing that they, remember the darkness world? Yeah. It's the same world. It just now, now that this is the light world, it's the same world. world. Yeah. And that's how I know that the darkness, it's like something that comes like this from the light that this is here, from the root. The root, it's, it's light. Everything is light. It's like you take the pain. From the pain you learn, from the pain you get birth. So the darkness, it's not a creation itself. It comes from the light. It's like reducing the light. So I was there and they were, were, were with me, was with me, sorry, a soul, female soul that escorted me to this earthly life. And there were three steps and a door, white door. And I went there and I opened the door. And then when I opened, I went through to another dimension, another world. And this is the world that, that before this world, okay? And the world was just sky and clouds. And I was on one of the clouds there. Uh, my family think that I'm still in one of the clouds there, but I think I'm half here, half, <laughs> half there. And 
when I was there, uh, there were, were was uh, a leather, leather. Uh, what's the word of that? I'm sorry. Rope. Yeah, and from from that cloud, and she said, "Do you want to take off your shoes?" So it, you will have much more comfortability. And I said, no, I want to come back with my shoes. Well, I had nobody and of course no shoes. And when she said shoes, I didn't understood it as shoes. I understood it as everything that locked me, all, my, all the patterns, all the perceptions that were wrong, that locked me in, in, in thoughts that leaded me to, to want things that are, not me or who I am. And I didn't want to have, um, I didn't want to have a present free. I want to earn that. The soul wanted to earn that. So I had the chance to get, get, like get away from all of uh, the patterns that I had, but the soul chose differently. And I started to go down. And the next thing that I remember is, um, imagine yourself in the space without uh, the uniform of the astronaut uniforms and feeling the oneness. And so even going down to this world, and it's not that I went down, it's just that I went like every world that I went, it's I'm saying there because it's higher world, but the higher it's not there, it's there, it's inside. It's getting like taking off another veil and getting inside. It's like an onion, you know. And if you take the the last uh, uh, shelf of the onion, it will be like this world. But the inner, the it's the world beyond. So it's not there, it's like inside. So I got to this world and when I got, uh, I had only three steps. I get to this uh, earth and I, I was in the big ocean. I didn't uh, came here through the ground. It was actually really like a birth. And I had only three steps on the rope ladder and then I had to jump to the water. But I understood only that moment that oh my god i'm going back how i will live here now what would i do and immediately i was like no 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 what i did and i was going up back so this beautiful and amazing soul she was asking me what are you doing Hila? And I was like, no, I can't come back. I can't come back, come back. And I cried. I was hysterical. I can't come back to this body. What would I do? What would I do? Like, I want to be with my family. And she was like, you remember what you promised. But she, she, it wasn't like that she's like talking to me like, no, no, no. You know, it was like she understood me. I felt her. And every, every time that I, everything that I said, she solved that, solved that tie. I said, I want to be with my family. And she said, they're with you all the time. And there is a Navy of 
angels that with you, you know that you are not alone. The second thing I said, how can I live here? There is concealment. I won't be able to feel God, God love. I can't live here. What? How can I live here? What? And she said, remember, Hila, this concealment is the, the biggest mercy that you will ever experience in this world because through this concealment, you can be in this body. Because if you won't, you wouldn't, you, be, you, you could be exploded to the light from all this light, love. So you need those veils and concealment. So take it with you. Don't be afraid. And remember, you're not alone. So then I said, I, like every time she answered, I, I went another uh, step on the rope ladder. And then she said, and then I said, well, I don't know where, where to go. And it wasn't about my swimming. It was, I really don't know what to do with this life. And she said, jump, you will know. Mm-hmm. So I jumped and I started to swim. But it's why it was like, this is, I don't love to talk about the, this coming back from the sea because I don't want people to get attached to the symbol, to the to the symbols, it's just symbols. And the symbols, they have meanings. And it's like you are in a dream, okay? So I was like, I swam and swam and I had no power. And then I, I was in my place, swimming in my place. And then I thought to myself, am I going to die? I don't know, I can't swim anymore. I don't see the land the ground and it's possible that God brought me here to to die like and I want to come back home but not like that not like drowning I don't want to experience that okay I will ask God for help because when I was in the darkness world he helped me so God can you help me I can't swim anymore suddenly like you're in jacuzzi and you feel the blue you know uh-huh. It was amazing. I felt underground. It felt like the the ground, like moving, and something moved, moving. And I'm looking, trying to look down, and I see a lot of colors, like amazing colors, all of the colors in the world, but living colors. Not not like here. Here the colors are like this is pink. But this is so flat. It's flat. It's like colors with emotions, with energy. It's they're living. They're, you feel the color, and the the colors were fishes, fish in the sea, and <laughs> they pushed me. It was all the fish in the sea came, and they were together. So they pushed me. I didn't have to do anything just to be like that. And suddenly, can I know it sounds sounds like imagination, but it's not. This is what I've been through. Came a wave, and he held me on my knee, but here, not here. And it's not possible because my body was. I had no body, but consciousness. It was body, okay, like a dream. So my body was in half in the in the sea and half outside the sea. Like here is my head and he's holding me here. So he needs to hold me from, from the leg here and no here, 
for the balance, but it holds me here. And there is a meaning for that too, that I know what's the meaning. It's like starting the progress from the knee, from here, and then going up. You can't have lights without doing anything. You need to start step by step and be consistent because the love, it's not peace and love like in the 60s. It's such a pure and smart love. There is wisdom and order in this life, in this love, that if you will adjust to this order, you will be able to contain things and be also a good vessel to influence from, to influence to other people, a good vessel to God. So I had a beautiful journey with them. And actually a year ago, I will tell you, I dreamed I think around three months every night that I'm in, in, in the sea and that they're taking me. And the funny thing that I never came to the land, maybe it's supposed to, I'm supposed to dream about it <laughs> in the future. And maybe that's my process as uh, end the year, I think so. But it was amazing. It felt like, yeah, I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone at all and I was in the land in the beach and there was nobody there there was only very small room and I went to that room and I opened and closed and I saw my grandfather and I panicked and I started to cry because that's it I'm, I'm getting back to the body and I was what am I going to do how I'm going to live I'm still trying to understand how to live here because I miss. And anyway, um, I told, asking, what should I do, grandpa? What should I do? How can I live here? What should I do? What am I supposed to do now? And he said, just the way she said, start to walk and you will know you are never alone. But I didn't accept that. I needed much more. And I asked again with panic and crying. And he pointed to the table and on the table there were, was a Bible. But I didn't look at the Bible. I just looked at him and I thought to myself, why is he saying me this word and point to the Bible? And I'm still trying to, I'm still processing this part. So I'm not uh, going to talk about it right now. Uh, but the next thing that happens that he's saying that he needs to go and I'm so much respectful for that, that even that I don't want it immediately, I'm just standing and I, I, I want to go up and I'm, I open the door, I'm closing the door, I'm saying goodbye and poof, this room vanished, like it never, it, it never been there. It vanished, I'm looking, I'm, I'm turning around, I'm looking, I'm seeing that beautiful beach and this ground, I'm, there is nobody it's like I'm alone there and tack, I'm opening my eyes and I'm in the hospital and my mom next to me. And I hear those words, you are complete. Like there is no organ they took out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm opening my eyes and I'm, and I'm looking at my mom, I'm looking at all these and I, I remember everything, Peggy, and I am like, this is crazy. 
I felt like I'm hugging all the world. Now I'm like, how did push me to this body? That's crazy. And so inside of me, I was laughing, but I was so uh, tired from the, from, uh, the surgery. And I was still, you know, under surgery. So I, I smiled and I went to sleep. And then I woke up and I was in uh, another room, in the department of, of the hospital and I told to my mom to my parents wow look how much how many miracles that happened to me every minute that I stayed alive like not only th this day there the recent weeks like with no blood in my body everything that happened to me and mom well grandmother she loves me and she was like yes she is <laughs> She didn't understand what, what, what's going on with me. And she said, but how do you know that you are complete, that they didn't took any organ? And I said, you said to me when I was there. And she, and she said, no, I didn't. And then I thought to myself, because she really, she didn't move her lips and, and the voice wasn't outside. It was inside of me. And it wasn't my mom's voice. It was the soul voice. She said it to me. And so you were hearing telepathic communication from her? Yeah, there that time. Yes. So that's how I knew also with who I can talk and with who I cannot. Because when the doctor came to my uh, room, doctors and um, they uh, took the protocol and, you know, Hilabaruch, look at the protocol. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not Hilabaruch. I'm a lot of things. Don't put me in a box. I can, I'm everything. We are all everything. We are love. We came from love. We are the love. Right, mom? Right, dad? We are love. And everybody looking at me and like, what's going on with her? And my mom and my dad, they think this is the morphium impact. <laughs> and I know this is not the, the morphium. And I know that like, I feel I have a big secret. I want to go to all the oncology. Uh, uh, places. I want to run to everybody and hug everybody and telling them that we are never dying. And it's all about love. This is the story of life. It's a story about love. And how can we figure out what is goodness? What is mercy? If you we want to know what is evil, this is make us to distinguish and to know what is the good and what is the bad. This is how we experience God experience himself through us. And this is so beautiful. Don't you think so? And then they uh, brought me a, a psychiatrist. <laughs> and um, <coughs> he said, I'm here. Uh, uh, oh, uh, no, a woman that's supposed to take me to the psychiatrist. And she said, I'm here because look at yourself. And I was, okay, maybe because I'm still, uh, there is still, uh, I forget the word, no, never mind, pipes to in my stomach, I think. Tubes. Yeah. Tubes, tubes, yes, sorry. And I, I didn't understand. So I told her, what are you talking with me? You're from oncologic. I'm, I'm not from, I'm not, I'm not there. So why are you here? And she was, look at yourself. And I'm looking because of that. And she's, no, look at yourself. You're happy, honey. 
And I'm like, oh my God, if I'm going to tell her what happened to me, and this is why she thinks that I'm going supposed to go to psychiatrist and take spills. She, immediately, she is going to take me to a crazy people hospital. I don't know. I can't talk about it. But I, it was so funny. She, she told me, you're, you're happy, honey. Like it was like she's saying to me, you have a disease. And I, instead of listening to my thought and, and, and to, to the soul that inside of me that's saying to me, you can talk about it with everyone. I started to laugh, but loud because I thought, oh my God, that's what she says. And she doesn't even know what I've been through. I, I like, it's crazy. So I, I, I just left and I understood that I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it with everyone. But when the first doctor that had this operation and left the blood vessel open came to the hospital to overview with me about, to, about the surgery protocol, uh, he wasn't nice to me as before. Uh, when I came here in private, not uh, to, through the Minister of Health here uh, in Israel, Ministry of Health, uh, you're paying money, you're treating right. And suddenly he wasn't so nice to me and I knew everything. I knew that he cannot uh, contain that this is evidence, live evidence to a false of him. And I didn't, I wasn't angry. I just want to hug him and tell him, look, it's happened to the best. Everything is okay. But he wasn't even looking at me. So I had to break, you know, the, the attention there and get the pressure and get his attention. So I said, okay, doctor, just leave it all beside. I just want to know, how was in the cabin with your wife in the north? Just tell me about it. It was good. And he raised his head and he was looking at me and he, he started to, he couldn't talk. And he was, he was like, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I feel so much shame because I didn't hear your, uh, the, your calls and the hospital calls because I was in the cabin with my wife and I, I had no uh, uh, internet. And this is like a lie because if he couldn't hear, if he, first of all, because I saw everything but second of all because because if he has no uh internet or uh, anything and his phone is dead so he can't even get phone calls to not be able to hear them so i knew that and i i didn't care and i just wanted to tell him look don't be bad with yourself it's okay it's happened a lot to a lot of and i think that you're a good surgeon so the, everything is okay everything is okay and I knew that my life is going to change already then in the hospital I remembered the the the, the dream that I dreamt two months before my surgery I had a dream that during that dream I wrote a few sentences like a poetry uh, song uh, that I didn't understood why I wrote that. What is that? And when I woke up, I wrote it down. And I thought to myself, why I wrote this thing? And suddenly I understood everything together. The puzzle was one, but I felt that I was there million years that everybody that came to visit me 
instead of that they will ask me questions i was asking them questions how are you doing what about your children and everything it's like like i i came back here from a lot of time distance you know so i went home and i i was so excited to start my new life my new chapter in life but i didn't know that it will be so difficult that i will feel alone that people will say to me be hilada that you were and i was like she died and it was and she wasn't me that woman that i was and my sensitivity became so big and everything became so big that i it was hard for me to handle in this life and i thought to myself maybe i'm crazy because when i was looking those times seven years ago clinic death or nde but in hebrew because my english wasn't so well everything was with fear and my experience even when i had a pleasure uh experience and also a part that i wasn't so pleasure but still it wasn't about fear my experience taught me that what i've been taught in school that if you want to do this and this god will punish you and this, this is false everything of god is love and mercy and i thought that it will be easier for me in life and suddenly i'm struggling and maybe i'm crazy peggy and suddenly after four years i found out about one one rabbi that he had a uh, research about the ears and then he became a rabbi years after and he talked about ions the international ions and then i found out that there is much more people that i ever figure out did you myself. think it was only you that it only ever happened to you before that i i didn't know how to identify uh, uh, how to what's the term what's the experience because according to it was near death experience but for me i died right but for the medical they give me a uh, life saving uh, all these blood units but i i didn't know how to explain to myself so i for four years i was alone and i was writing all the time writing like more than 20 notebooks just to myself because i had nobody to talk to but being with yourself with so much information that you didn't know before even my vocabulary in hebrew change and I, my mom asked me why are you crying and i'm like i miss home i miss myself i miss my soul i i, I just think and, and she doesn't understand because they're happy that i'm alive and what's wrong with with me so i didn't understand why i'm in depression i didn't understand and i'm coming to my mind and i'm telling her her i have too much lights and i have no tools to contain this light i didn't know that the kabbalah talks like that. it's writing in the kabbalah those terms i didn't know that only when i got to this rabbi i felt so much relief a relief that first of all peggy i am not crazy i'm not crazy and i was telling to my mom we were in his lecture and i'm like mom look look he's saying that what i've told you he, he said what i wrote look look uh, you see i'm not crazy i'm not crazy 
I have to talk with him. I have to talk with him. He's amazing. His name is, he's so tzaddik and he's one of the, the most truth, truthful people that I, that I know. Uh, his name is the Rabbi Ari Kinove. And I went to him and he showed me that it's what I'm saying, it's writing already and that there is ions. And then I called ions and I told him, I want to have here. I am Israel because I'm sure there is people like me. And if I was talking with people like me here in Hebrew and everything, and we had, would have a group, I wouldn't feel so much alone and be in depression for five years. And um, so we established I am Israel, and this is still new. And uh, people uh, started, we're starting to raise the awareness, but. This, this is a progress, uh, it's still in progress. And, and How is your group going? Point. Are you finding other in the ears in Israel? Oh yes, there is, uh, I think there is a lot in the ears because every day there is more and more that uh, writing to me and it's, it's amazing. It's for me, it's a huge surprise because I knew it would happen, but still, Every time that I'm talking with Andy here, here in Israel, it's it's amazing. I know that this is what we're supposed to do and we need to combine together and to think how we are feeling our potential for this oneness, for this world, not for us. Like they showed me also in, in, in this house of mercy because there was no judgment. They showed me also that what I did, did, I took my skills instead of building things. I, the, the, the result was separation. So I think we can be together like I in the world, but here in Israel, all the people who had that and influence each other to, that we will be able, be able to feel our destiny because it's connected so much to all of us, like your destiny connected to me, it's like everything is connected. So uh, this is my story and I'm still processing this story. And every time that I'm talking about it, it's like giving me another way to understand me. And also my difficulties, uh, you know, as being human. It's such a strange feeling when you've been on the other side and then you're suddenly back and you're and then when you start trying to tell people what you saw what you experienced and then when you start a group because i had started i had three end up having three groups with ions two local groups and then the isgo group and it's such a strange feeling to remember how alone you were and trying to explain something nobody ever heard of because mine was back in 1987 so it might as well have been like you seven and a half years ago in israel but nobody heard of it nothing this thing ever happened to anybody before and then you know, time goes by which was decades for me you know shorter a lot shorter for you but then to be in these groups bringing these other people together this had these experiences to be able to share and it's overwhelming yeah yeah it is it is but it's it makes also it's overwhelming but it's make you make you stronger yeah. like together it's like big tool being together and we understood i think that one of the things that we understood 
are like we the end here that there is no separation and the separation is only in our mind or in our actions and when somebody who had NDE comes to the body doesn't think as himself as me he's always thinks as we and we need to to be together in this in society society and teach other people to think as we not me because it's much bigger and there is so much light when you combine to other souls so it's it's amazing that you had this opportunity to to talk with people yeah and i love it especially for people who have never told their story publicly before and they come on here it's their first time and they're and they're so scared and, and then we get on they just start going you know and they're so happy and then i see them on other podcasts and and they just keep going and going and and i just love that because um you know i can remember before i ever told mine publicly and it was just so inside still and and to let that out and let it get out in the world is a, it's amazing yes it's 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 so important what you're saying because having this experience it's the most experience the most important experience that a person can can have and not talking about the most significant significant experience that changed you and influenced you not be able or not be able to talk to someone who believer or can help you it's it's not easy it's important that that we have that that god yeah and i remember when i was 14 i don't know if i had watched a scary movie on tv or what but i started having um a lot of fear of dying like all of a sudden it would hit me oh like a panic attack oh my gosh one day you won't be here you won't exist and and i would have like scary thoughts of, of you being in a casket and waking up and banging and nobody can hear me because i'm under the ground and all these kind of fears and so it's so great that we can let people know we were there and you still exist. You're yeah. not going to disappear. You're not going to dissolve or, or, you know, it's just, um, I, you know, we can bring so much hope to people to let them know that's not true. That's not going to happen to you or your loved ones. Yes. And, and, and you will find an outside of body. You will find the, that you are much more than you ever thought that you are. That's like here, like it's like it's we are filtered here, you know, and outside the body, it's differently. But talking in only that place, it can make people because I had time, Peggy, people called me because they thought I had NDE. So I helped them to die, to, to kill themselves because they're suffering. And I thought, oh my God, like people look at me and they see like the angel of death, what's wrong? What's wrong? I, I, I rather not to talk at all. But then when I talked with them, I understood that this is the reflection of me missing home. I need to change my, uh, um, I need to change here in my mind to reset and, and to understand that missing home, it's not there, it's here in, uh, in my heart. And I want, and, the, and what I really miss it is that I want to live here the way that I felt my, who I am there. 
So this is the gap, this is the, the process, but this, this life are very important and people can think themselves, oh, so if I'm not making suicide, I'm just changing uh, my shape uh, or something like that. And from being materials and now I'm only a uh, spirit, so why not? Uh, so no, I, I don't want people to understand that also from my words. It's dangerous because this life are very important. And the, I think that the, one of the, the things that we really need to do here is also like choosing life every day. It's for the soul getting to this body, it's not easy. That's why in the Bible, it's right, right in there that God says, I'm giving you blessing and cares. I'm giving you goodness and bad. But what would you ask? You will ask to choose life not the blessing not, not the goodness because it's so much not grant, granted being here for granted for the soul to be here and going through this duality world so we need to choose life every day and to see the life that there is in everything even in this pen there is so much life i just need to change my glasses so I think it's very important also because I think a lot of people find relief because they lost somebody and they hear somebody who died or, or, or had NDE and they understand that our, their loved ones are they're still there and with, with them. But for people who just want to quit living here, we, I think we have also like responsibility as Andy ears to talk about the meaning of us being here and, and about the places that are not easy for, for us, even for us to, to accept when you see evil, even when you see the war, what's going on right now, you know? It's not outside of me. I'm asking myself, Peggy, what's my contribute in my consciousness and my thought to this uh, war? And you know what answer I got? That I, I think that I have, by like the process of uh, the end of the year, the, uh, it's the process I think that everybody have, but it's in a, in a different mass. So, it's like a war between the soul and the body, okay? And this is how I feel there. It's a war between the soul and the body. Like it's reflection. So I'm not pointing uh, at this, this prime minister or this one or this one. I'm, I'm looking it at myself and I'm asking myself, what's my contribute for that? Not as blaming myself, no, it's not there because this is being judgmental, but just to understand, because here outside the body, this is the soul. And the soul, when I, I had feelings, I'm sure you too, you became those feelings. It's not that you had feelings. Here you have thoughts, you have feelings, you have body. There is levels that the soul can be expressed and every level can be so, so much thick for, for, for the soul. It's like 
taking uh, this pen and taking this off and, and I want to put here a stone. I can't put in here, here a stone like, oh, no, I can't do this. But the water is something else. So we need to be like water. That's what I mean. To ourselves and also outside and see how we reflect, what is our reflections outside, but not blaming ourselves. And, and again, I'm talking about this again, choosing, choosing life every, every day. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Do you have a book? Oh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that's the first thing that I uh, knew that I will do is to write a book. And that times I, I knew that it won't be with my real name because I thought that everybody would think I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, so I was sure that I will write a book and I even had the name of the book. Uh, in Hebrew, it calls Meori Lori. It sounds it sound like the same word, Meori Lori. There is only one letter that change, is changed, but in English, it's from my skin to my light. Okay. Uh, so this, it, it, will, it, will be, it will be in the future. I hope so. Good. I really hope so. Thank you so much, Peggy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.